0: Welcome to The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome, welcome once again to The Waggle Podcast, brought to you by us here at the CFL and CFL.ca, and by myself, Donovan Bennett. I'm really excited for this edition. I mean, let's be honest, I'm excited for all of the editions because I get to talk about football with people that I love and respect, and this next person certainly fits the bill. Enoch Mwamba, a Canadian linebacker who's had a great career, who stacked up individual awards, but he's coming back to his hometown of Toronto, really with the mindset of not being selfish, but being selfless. How does that make sense when a big free agent decides to come back and put himself in position to win a championship? but really the driving factor is about what he could do for other people? Well, that conversation with Enoch Muamba is next on The Waggle.
0: And the most outstanding Canadian player this year is Enoch Muamba. All
1: right, next on The Waggle, we always want to bring you uh, the newsmakers across the league, but also just really good people. And this one's a really I can't even say good, great dude, the one who knocks, Enoch Muamba, the pride of Congo. Um, thank you for, for coming through once again, uh, and and congratulations on uh, signing and, and, and coming back home to Toronto.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Donovan. Thanks for having me again. So let's start there, because there's so
1: much going on with you and your life on and off the field. Uh, but let's, let's do a little bit of football first and tackle free, free agency. First of all, I was kind of surprised that you hit free agency, and then surprised that you were a free agent for as long as you were. Now your your past um, endeavors on free agency were a bit longer. And knowing you a little bit, knowing how kind of analytical and thoughtful and deliberate you are, I'm not really um, that surprised. But take us through the process because you, you you know you were pretty candid about the fact that you were interested in. Being in Montreal, take us through the process of what you know this off season has been like from your perspective.
0: Um, it's a great question. Um, it's very, uh, it's a complex question, but I'll, I'll be I'll be actually very transparent with you guys. And um, the truth about everything is, yeah, I, I you know I really wanted to um to be in Montreal. Um, to be back in Montreal. I really wanted to really truly end my career. Like I'm not oblivious to the fact that I'm closer to the end of my career than the beginning. And, um, you know, I I remember signing there and uh, um, I was, I remember when I signed there, the GM who brought me in was telling me, hey, Enoch, man, you, 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 you had a great career we want to make this your home until you, you, you call it quits. And so that was my understanding. That's what I wanted to. And and really I thought that that was going to be my reality as well. Um, so, as you as you're surprised, you say Donovan. I was surprised, and a bunch of the GMs I actually spoke with um, throughout the uh, process of free agency were as well. You know, they said, "Hey, look, Enoch, we didn't even expect you to hit free agency." Um, and because of that, a lot of them a lot of them were telling me, "Hey, give us some time. We got to figure out our books, and you know, we got to bring you in." Obviously, with the state of the the the, the league, and um, we're trying to um, you know fix things and make some room for you to come on in but give us some time so um like you mentioned like i usually take my time i'm really strategic and 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 in deciding where i will um you know go um the few times that i've been a free agent and, and over my career but um this time initially it was legitimately me kind of waiting for who would actually have you know uh um, first of all room for me to come in and so um that was the initial you know factor um so obviously i hate i hate free agency um i see or i i feel like Montreal may not be the best fit for me the best you know I'm not the best suited over there and, and there's a lot that goes into that first decision as, as a whole just because you know again like I've been in this position before I've been a free agent before and um you know I know when I want it I can see kind of the things that go around and that happen the conversations I know where they go and so um I kind of had a feel right before free agency um but at the end of the day you take it as it come you know I'm a professional athlete and I know um that that's how it works there's no hard feelings no emotions involved and uh you just got to make the next decision that's best for you so once that happened my priority was to um you know um make it happen and uh be with my family uh you mentioned a lot of things that happened to me throughout the you know, course of the last couple of years now, really since even the last time I touched a football field professionally. um, So my family was one of the main things. Um, I knew that wherever I was going to play next, I was going to really take my whole family. And we have a brand new baby who's just two months months old. So um, that was going to be the reality. And so um, whether it's on the West Coast or anywhere on the East Coast, my family was going to be with me. Uh, which has would have been different for me over the course of my career. I usually just travel on my own and I get visits from my family, my wife and my daughter. But this time I knew what I wanted to do. And so um, at the end of the day, um, coming home was a was a huge you know part of it. My family was a huge part of it. And then, like, I think the icing on the cake for me truly was um, the conversations I had with uh, pinball, you know, throughout the whole process he's uh he's he's been a mentor of mine for some time even before he came back to the double blue and um you know as somebody that i i I admire extremely um you know i've always leaned on him for a lot of different things over the course of my my career and um you know it only made sense for me to come back Uh, he's somebody that you know i love to be around i love learning from i love hearing from period and so um If I could even, when it's all said and done for me, say that I've accomplished, you know, a quarter of the things that, you know, he's accomplished on and off the field, really, um, I'd be a happy guy. So um, that was the icing on the cake. So
1: talk to me about that recruitment process, because, I mean evidently pinball doesn't know that there's a salary cap because he recruited half the free agents on the board um <laughs> the, the squad is stacked but i i know you guys have a relationship and i know you know one thing he can do um is 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 kind of speak and have a way with his words and so what is that conversation with him like is he is he coming to you and he's like yes enoch yes yes i need you <laughs> i need you for your production but I also need you for your purpose, right? You're 32, <laughs> and your career ended in double blue, right? Okay, <laughs> yes, all right. Like, how how does that, those conversations go? Because, I, I mean, I, I, he was literally, we, we you know, came up in the same era. Um, and if you're a football player in Southern Ontario, at some point you looked up the pinball. So um, the pinball could ask me to come for a minimum wage and I'd be like, where do I sign? So w- what's the conversation <laughs> like w- with, with you
0: and him? So that's a really good question, but you did a really good uh, pinball impersonation there. Uh, but you know what actually surprised me, Donovan? And again, I think it goes to, it speaks to the, um, the relationship we had already developed prior to me even coming here or signing officially with Toronto. So, um, and again, this is prior to him even, um, you know, signing back as a general manager. Um, of the Toronto Argonauts, as a matter of fact, like my podcast that I that I run, the mama Moments, like he was my first interview that I did, and I did that about two years ago, before even it got released. So like we've always been close, and we've always talked about working together, um, you know, on, on things with specifically dealing with the community, um, here in Toronto, and so me always being away, it's always been kind of a little bit of t- a little tough. So you know we have to work it, work things out in the off season and whatnot, and so, um the i remember the very first conversation we had um it wasn't really aggressive it was not aggressive um and these are things that you kind of develop obviously as a professional athlete and for you know having played as long as i have you kind of your spider senses start to tingle you know when you kind of get too much hey, you need to come, you need to come, you need to come. This is what, you know, people usually tell you how great you are and, and how they need you and how you'll be able to impact. And so you have to be really um, wise in the, in the way that you hear things. It's not just about um, hearing what somebody says. It's, you really have to listen um, beyond even the words that are spoken. And so uh, sometimes the aggressive kind of recruitment, um, to me, turns me off. And um, But that's not what he did. You know, he initially literally came... And uh, the first thing he told me was, hey, Enoch, you know, listen, um, we've we've always talked about, you know, doing things off the field together or whatever, or partnering up and doing certain things, programs or whatnot. Uh, but he really said, I, I really don't even want to use that as leverage while we're negotiating. He said that to me directly. And I really appreciated that. I admired that, you know, he wasn't trying to hang that over my head kind of to uh, to go forward. And so that, you know, that already had touched my heart. And so conversation went on from there. And then, um, you know, going back and forth and uh, um, obviously go, uh, you know, with the state of the league and, and a lot of the, con- the discussions that, you know, have already been the the signings that have been made. And he was just saying how elated he would be if this were to be a reality. And, um, you know, we talked about the possibility of what it could be. And, um, you know, even when I wasn't fully convinced that, this was really a reality, especially having seen the, like you mentioned, the acquisitions that have been going on with the Toronto Argonauts um, since the beginning of free agency. I said, listen, like, do you just want to add me to this list of great signings that you've been doing, or do you really want me? And so he said, no, like, seriously, you know, I really want you here. He sent me, you know, uh, uh, he got me to speak with the defensive coordinator. Um, I spoke with uh, Dan Woody, And uh, they shared the same kind of excitement for for me coming in. And this was prior to me signing. So, you know, little things like that continue to give me more and more confidence in in signing and staying back home. And obviously the... the, um, you know, the ability to be back home and just the prospect of that and how comfortable it was, it, it will be to be home, finish practice, come back home to my girls and my wife and um, play a game and come back home to my wife and my girls again. And so I've never had that over the course of my career and since I've been drafted in 2011. And uh, of course, you know, the wife was a, a part of the conversation as well. And then, um, you know, it made it made the most sense.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned pinball and you talked about his relationship because we actually have him on the line. Uh, Michael, what, what do you want to say uh, to Enoch about the signing? Well, you know, right. I, I, I've, actually, I've said I've said too much. I, I, this is his moment. This is a Muamba moment. I will say this, though, right? We are, as a franchise, as a city, we are, are blessed more than we deserve to have Enoch join. The Toronto Argonauts. So I, I, I'm just here to serve, and, and and certainly any way I can serve him to, to the best of my ability. We are so proud. So thank you, thank you. Yeah,
0: that right is amazing, here. Donovan. Right. Man, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, you I know what? That like, like, yeah. like what you said. He actually mentioned. You know, I, 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 this is your moment. Like he actually said that. <laughs> this is hilarious. I know you spent some time around him, heard him speak, and all that. So it's evident in how you do it. But i have like an um, like a crazy story but i cannot share it right now i'm just what? saying that right now just wait, so wait, what, that what if you guys don't want to invite me that? back on the podcast at least i have something that you guys can at least give me a call back so i can at least come back one more time but what i mean actually i can't i can't share that right now it's very it's 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 classified like to uh, one of the highest levels and i wouldn't what do kind of thing i'd have it? to discuss it with him too so that's not happening right now. Sorry,
1: Pro- producer Kyle. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of the Waggle that someone has come on here, booked themselves in advance, <laughs> teased something, but then said that they can't release it. So I mean, this is why you are a, a, a media mogul yourself. You got your own <laughs> podcast and your own video series. Um, so why don't we why don't we talk about that? I mean, it, it's it's so a couple things. One you're uh, a player you're in the midst of your career you're starting this new venture on your own and there's going to be um three reactions there's going to be amazing be the author of your own story do it now you know while you can while you still have um some shine and some leverage or there's gonna be yeah that's cute like you know do you or there's gonna be like what what is this guy doing why why would he think that he would be able to do this you have not only continued to do it and do it at a high level dougie you've had some big guests you know chuck pagano most recently a favorite of mine um and you know a favorite son of the, the continent tokembe mutombo take me through the journey Sir. of um of finding your voice through through that um medium but also you know, finding a deep Rolodex of, of people to come on um, it, to share that platform with
0: man it's, it's been an amazing journey an amazing journey really and uh again like this is just me uh growing um evolving uh within the game but even more than that like learning through the game and developing in my real life you know and so um i've always tried to be a you know a person that thinks outside of the box and um try to combine my passions and and, and kind of You know, search for my passions and my purpose because I know my passion leads to my purpose. So um, after some time of playing, I kind of noticed my passions and and I love media. I love business and I love speaking, which I, I do at a corporate level as well. And so after kind of seeing that i kind of thought about it one of the things that i noticed was that look like it's almost like it's it's imperative for every single player in a professional locker room right to um whether it's in the NFL or CFL to be in that locker room without having gone through some um like tremendous adversity and having overcome them for you to be there and so I remember you know looking at, at, at you know the last few teams that I've been on looking around like whoa I know this story about this guy and that story about that guy and this story about that guy and so that's how the 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 genesis of the podcast really started and I you know it, not everyone is is always willing or, or desires to share their story and so I just wanted to make it a, com- a comfortable kind of environment for them and then it kind of continued to grow like hey why am I limiting myself to just my locker room because I know guys you know having played for this long on other teams that have tremendous stories and so you know i didn't want to just restrict restrict myself to the team that i was playing on and so went from just not my team and then it went from why am i limiting myself to just football and then it was, why am I letting myself to, you know, just sports? So I started going even outside um, of uh, sports. So I have entrepreneurs and you know, actors, um, models, and a lot of different people. So it's been an amazing journey, and it started with me wanting to share people's journeys um, because I know the impact that you know sharing your journey and the lessons that are in in there kind of uh, has on people. Um, It's been amazing because I wanted to share so that other people that listen can learn and grow. Man, like Donovan, like when I tell you that when I sit down, sometimes I come with my own notebook because I got to write the things that I'm getting down. Like I'll ask a question like for me, I want to learn and I want to grow and I'm writing notes down. And at the same time, I'm growing and I'm helping others grow. Really, that's the the essence of what mm, Mormon Moments really is.
1: So speak on it where can people find it what's coming up next how do they support subscribe and, and get involved with what you got going on
0: the amazing thing about it is you know there's a video component as well as a podcast form so you can check it out on any uh, podcast platform muamba moments Um, And you can also uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and you'll be able to see all the facial expressions and and everything. So um, it's been amazing to be able to still do it at that, you know, in that capacity, even throughout the pandemic. So shout out to 2021, you know, to be able to do it, you know, virtually and uh, still kind of uh, uh, get these lessons and gems out to everybody. So they can learn and grow and reach that next level in their lives.
1: Yeah, he talked about following in Pinball's footsteps in terms of having a great career, using uh, that great career to do things much greater than, than playing on a football field. Uh, and the difference between, you know, this era and when he was coming out is you know, he would have to go to the media. He'd have to do, do a radio spot on Fan 590 or go on a TV show. Now you can just create media yourself. You, you, you can cut out that middleman if, if you need to. Um, but you are doing some things in the traditional ways, you know, under the blueprint that I think he has done such a great job of developing, not just for, for athletes, but anybody with some influence. Um, you've teamed up with the Peel School Board. Um, to help with, with some mentorship and some legacy there, I, I'm super interested in this one because I think the education um, of of some communities is is the the great equalizer or can be. But but two, you know, I I recently moved to. i'm now a saga man after being on the east side for my entire life so um you know i'm going to be blowing up your phone to to learn where the spots are that i need to hit and and also if i if i get jammed up i'm hopefully i can mention your name so i can kind of get out of some trouble because i know mwamba (laughs) is the mayor of saga
0: but i'm not there yet yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's either you or bridge one of the two i just mentioned one of the two you guys and i should be good no matter where i'm at (laughs) But uh, but when it comes to uh, your your relationship now and partnership with the Peel School Board, you know, something that you are a product of, how did that come to fruition and what are you looking for it to do?
0: Um, And again, like I think that um, one of the things that my wife and I, you know, usually say, like, every business has a mission statement, like, what is the purpose for that business? And um, we've established that not just our marriage, but both of our existence, the, our mission statement is going to be to grow and help grow. And so this is really the help grow portion of it, you know? And so for me to have the platform that I have, my mom always said, like, you're blessed to be a blessing. So um, I always try to think of different ways that I could be able to to, to help others in the same way that, you know, I'm a, I'm a product of, you know... Some help that I've received along the way as well. So um, again, like mentorship is is a huge thing. I think we talked, we touched on this last time. We we had sit, we sat down, and and, and I love um, um, mentorship, and and so um, we kind of got conversation started with, with um, Peel District School Board and uh, you know at risk kind of kids to um, to grow a little bit, to incentivize them to. Uh, continue to focus and and it's, again it's all about mentorship and it's uh um all about trying to help others grow
1: you know you know we both have young kids and you know for me anyways i see the world differently you know now that i have a young child i think i was you know somewhat empathetic before and somewhat conscious before but now you almost you're you're looking at the world you know perspectively through uh their eyes and try to create a better world for them moving forward how has you becoming a father almost changed that urgency in some of the philanthropic endeavors that you're a part of
0: 1000% man and um um it, it's it's crazy because having 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 a child kind of um you know I, I, to, this is for me anyways like getting married is kind of develop my selflessness right you you kind of try to be more and more selfless because you have to think of of your spouse and so once we 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 got our first and and now our second um it's like forcing you to be selfless you don't really have a choice but it also changed my perspective on my outlook on life and um again like on the things that i want to do to help others and I guess it's a it is a selfish thing if if, quote unquote, maybe. But like I never I I didn't always used to think when I wanted to help like, hey, how can I help women? Right. And so, you know, being a girl that like completely changed my mindset on you know, just outreach and, and helping out. And so um, even in the way that I set up, you know, the, 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 the sit-downs that I have on my podcast, you know, I, I'm trying to get more and more women. Um, you know, we had a, a, a model from uh, Toronto who lives down in L.A. and did some amazing stuff and is still doing amazing stuff. I had it on her uh, on the podcast. And one of the reasons why we, you know, I had it on there. I had her on there and I was thinking about my girls. I'm like, how can I get stuff out to not just... Things that would impact my girls, but also impact other women out there and, and, and young girls as uh, as a whole as well. Um, looking to get more women, like I said. Um, right now, we're in conversations with um, Tracy Moore, who's a uh, an amazing woman herself, and so um, just doing little things like that. It it, it definitely, like you, like I said at the beginning, changed my perspective on uh, not just how I treat women. But also, just how I can impact and help women, so it's challenging me in that way and and it forces me to grow to a a new level that you know I don't know I would have ever you know reached if I didn't have um my two girls
1: mm, that's powerful, and your oldest already has you know some black girl magic to her. I see her on your i g and uh you know see that she's got such a great personality, but I also saw that you had to break it to her that you're no longer an <laughs> alouette and that didn't go so smooth um what was that conversation like and i was explaining to her um the, the the move back to toronto
0: man Thea, Thea is she's something let me just leave it at that she's something and uh she uh uh you know she her eyes are just beginning to open up donovan like they're just beginning to open up so she's starting to understand and um you know i was extremely excited to uh have her you know come to my games in montreal and but she couldn't really understand what's going on you know uh, she'd come with mom and and they'll be sitting there in the box seats and staring down at the stadium but she's just going out there and playing and um you know my wife would be screaming at the end of the game she doesn't really understand after the game we meet in the middle of the field and you know we're taking pictures or whatnot but she doesn't understand went to the to the, the last gala the cfl had and um my my plan was actually to go up on stage with her when I received my award but she was so cranky again she didn't understand what was going on and so um, it wasn't until literally the beginning of the pandemic that she would see pictures and she would see me online and she would, you know, start to to recognize the pictures that are around the footballs that are laying around in the house. And she said, hey, daddy, you're playing football. That's you with the helmet. And so now she's understanding. And so she obviously understood this is before we, I even thought I was going to hit free agency. Like I said, I was surprised. And, you know, we I'd get her to understand again. She's learning French too. So there's a few songs that she learns and one that's literally called Alouette. So she would sing that too and we i'd explain it to her that hey we're alouettes and everything and then all of a sudden her role had to come crashing down i had to tell her hey we're not alouettes anymore thea and and i said hey um we're argos now and she wasn't having it she wasn't having it. i had a question somebody asked me how long did it take for her to finally say because she you know she she ended up finally ending say ended up by saying hey i'm an argo too dad and uh somebody asked me how long was it between the two and the discrepancy in time between the two videos where she denies being an argo and still embraces the alouettes and she finally agrees to become to being an argo it was literally two hours you know, so um, it took some time, but hey, listen. Now you can't tell her anything, anything about the alouettes or, or anybody else, really. She's an Argo, and she's a double blue, so uh, it's just amazing.
1: So in that discrepancy in the two hours, because the video eventually, you know, cuts off, you know, where she's singing an alouette. I had in my mind and vision that, you know, the, the piece of the conversation that I missed, is so you're telling her I'm an Argo and she's saying, well, dad, they signed Cam judge. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they, they just signed a linebacker. They're, have you looked at their teeth too deep? So, so when, when you were having conversations, uh, not just with pinball, but with the staff, I'm sure, you know, cause you're a student of the game was, okay, but, but where and how? Like, where are you playing me and, and how are you going to utilize me to make sure that if, if these are my my last, uh, you know, few years of my career, that they're productive ones? Because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not your representation or your agent, but, you know, Enoch Muam is not coming just to, to run down on punt team like he's coming to make an impact. So what what were the conversations from a football perspective on how you would be a fit?
0: one thousand percent you know when i mentioned earlier about the fact that i wanted to know that um i i was wanted one and two, I was needed too, Right. And th- those are things that I usually go into, you know, free agency wanting to know, you know, what's their 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 level of need for me is uh, what is it at? What's that level of want? that? Uh, what is it at? And so uh, I evaluated that. And again, I had conversations with the staff and, um, you know, everyone was super excited, um, you know, spoke with Ivan and um, spoke with, you know, the special teams coordinator. And I spoke with, you know, like I said, Dinwiddie and I spoke with a bunch of different people from the, from the staff and everyone showed the same interest and level of, of, of uh, or desire to, to bring me in and um, I was super excited and the, the amazing thing is like so you mentioned Cameron Judge um, he's a guy that I'm extremely proud of you know he was a rookie when I was in Saskatchewan and um, I, I love him a lot because he's a student of the game right I remember him specifically um, you know back in Saskatchewan he had just came uh come to uh to canada he just came to canada and uh he was doing everything he could to learn the game and we'd be in the meeting rooms and he'd come in early and i'd sit down with a lot of the young guys i was i was the oldest in the locker room at the time at least in the in the linebackers room i was the oldest guy and they they would be coming in early he'd be leaving late he'd be asking me questions and uh um, just had an amazing time. It was Sam Iguavin and myself who were kind of the, the vets at the time and but Cam was a guy that was just soaking everything in. And the beautiful thing is too, like as soon as I signed, he was the very first person to uh to contact me. He was the first contact outside of the coaching staff um to to contact me and, and he texted me and he said, Enoch man, so glad to hear. You know, we uh, uh amazing to uh to to play with you again and, and, and I s first he asked, he asked he asked me if it was still my number. I said, Man, come on. No, he he introduced himself. I said, man, I got your number saved still, so um, it, it's kind of cool to uh, to to kind of reunite and and to be honest with you, man, uh, goes back to 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 um the 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 reason the purpose for for my life. I want to help him grow as much as possible too, you know. And um, like I said, he's he's still a young guy in the game. As much as I can help him grow, you know, to see him rise would be extremely gratifying for me. Yeah, you're better man than me because i i would have been like okay so is it will or is it mike
1: where are you at because i i want to play with you but you can't be eating all my food i need some solo tackles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i need some of those solos some of those those tackles for loss um can but I, I mean, it's, can i leave
0: a few of these things donovan for people to kind of wonder man like offensive coordinator is gonna be like all right we can expect enoch here and cam there so some things you gotta just leave out man
1: yeah yeah well i mean maybe you could promote it on your next appearance on the waggle maybe you, we could talk about it then that's um, the time after that
0: yeah right
1: okay the next the next next one <laughs> um no but so what when you look at um, the, the amount of talent that the Argos put together, um, this off season, right? The, you know, the coverage certainly is not bare, you know, look at the, the size to skill ratio they got on the outside with the receivers. Look at the depth in terms of, uh, you know, disruptive players defensively, like, you know, people making, you know, big splash plays. It's, it's crazy. Um. What, what's this? What's the ceiling for for this group? Like you, you can't get caught up in, you know, the fantasy football of everything. Of you sign a bunch of names, um, it doesn't always, you know, operate like that. Once you actually have to take the field, um, but but when you look at the the talent and the experience in the league on this roster, w- where does your mind go?
0: Man, yeah. <laughs> to answer your question, you, you you asked what's the ceiling for this group, in the words of. The greatest basketball player of all time, the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> man, like I I really like I'm actually amazed. Like, to be honest with you, I haven't even gone through the whole um roster yet. But every name that I see, man, and 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 I'm gonna be selfish and I'm gonna think about myself at this very moment. And I love every name that I've seen, but the guys that I'm the most excited about that because they all impact me the most, right? As a linebacker, the guys that are gonna be in front of me, Donovan. They're just gonna make my life super easy, man. They're gonna make me look better than 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 people might think. So I'm excited, man. From the Drake Nevises, the Laws, and the Charleston Hughes, man, we got some guys in front of me, some dogs, and so Cam and I are gonna have some 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 fun times back there.
1: Yeah, it, there's gonna be a, a lot of times when the offensive line doesn't have time to reach and get to the second level, uh, given you know the. The, the guys on the interior of that defensive line in front of you. So, yeah, you know, it'll be exciting to watch you just be able to run sideline to sideline and, and have fun and, and, and make some plays. You know, but before we let you go, um, you know, what do you want to say to um, those fans in Montreal that really embraced you and um, really rallied around, you know, the team and the, and the staff? um that kind of you know at at one point wasn't really um having too much expected of them and then ended up being a problem for the entire league to face um you know as you close that chapter what do you want to say to that group
0: man Montreal was um amazing amazing you know um I had an amazing time playing there the support the love was tremendous um, walking down the streets, you know, going to eat anything I did really in the city. Um, I I had the support, um, and the encouragement from, um, the fans and it was just amazing, man. And just to have seen the kind of growth that we experienced in, in the last two years, since I signed, um, um, to me really was amazing. I really wish I would have been able to stay, but you know, life happens. And, um, the, the, the reality is that, you know, um, It was amazing. I felt the love. And and the crazy thing is, too, Donovan, like it was so hard throughout the whole process. I was getting bombarded, whether it's in my DMs on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter you know, of, of, of fans from over there just literally daily checking in, hey, tell me you're coming back, tell me you're coming back, tell me you're coming. Of course, I couldn't give any details, but um, you know, I, I really, really, truly felt the love. Until this day, really, I'm getting people, you know, kind of still encouraging me and, and telling me, you know, wishing the best for me while I'm playing with Toronto. So um, it was like none other. And beyond just, the, beyond just the fans too and the support that I had in, in the city, which i'm extremely grateful for man even like my 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 teammates that i had you know um it's been extremely amazing i even had to call vernon because he had a really good um interview that he did and he was just you know super super you know kind with the words that he kind of used to describe me and a bunch of other guys who were checking on me before i signed and even afterwards that i signed so um i i can't say enough about the love that i received in montreal but Hey, man, at the end of the day, like Thea said, we're Argos now. <laughs> yes, you are. And
1: I'm I'm hoping the, the same buzz you created to revitalize, you know, the Alice franchise, I'm hoping we see something similar in Toronto with this group. And it goes back to those throwback, you know, 90s teams that really had the entire city rocking. And that I watched, you know, as a kid growing up, the, the CFL's got... Um, you know our our portal of, of of games coming out throwback games and you know the '96 uh, championship by the Argos is is one of them with, with pinball and Masati and and Flutie and all those great players. Do you remember those early Argo teams? And is does this mean something for you to
0: kind of come back and 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 hopefully be a part of the next one? I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you in on a, on a secret and I'm gonna say this really low because I'm not even. I don't even know if it's if it's a good thing to say this out loud, but I I really didn't really watch pinball play. Um, I didn't really watch too much football, period. I started playing football super late. And then um, uh, uh, the first time I met pinball was when he came to speak at my uh, at my school, Father Michael Gates and um, in high school. And so, of course, you know what it's like to be in an audience once pinball speaks. So. Um, that was my first encounter, but I had no understanding of who he was, what he had done, and whatnot. So, um, but it wasn't until I got super serious about football, started loving the game, started growing in the game, that I really started to watch football. And so, I had done some retrospective watching and like learning about the history of the game and and whatnot. So I know I'm familiar with all the names that you mentioned, but to say that I watched the games live would um, <laughs> would definitely be a lie. But um i'm excited man and 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 i talked about you know the progress and success that we experienced in montreal um you know one of the reasons why i wanted to i signed there was to take on the challenge to bring the team back to the glory that they had you know once before and um i was a part of, of of a great team that that did a lot of that you know i was just a piece and so i know with toronto um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to bring the team back. And we, we talk about this with pinball, actually, too. Um, you talk about the buzz and you talk about the, the culture and the winning championship uh, championship kind of mindset. Um, that's what we want to recreate here. And, and again, like I know, you know, his his resume on the field. So um, that's what we want to recreate here, man. And I'm excited just to be a little piece of the puzzle that's going to be able to um, to make that happen see this is why i hate you
1: because i remember <laughs> literally every play in every game that's in the great cup on demand portal right now presented <laughs> by marks canada and yet i'm not playing in the league i'm sitting here talking to you 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 barely watched any football growing up and yet now you're going to be you know making plays and, and eventually uh you know in a great cup and, and potentially lifting one uh and, and on top of that um father entrepreneur media mogul a philanthropist motivational public speaker linebacker not sure if it's the mic or the will it's definitely not the sam but you won't tell us yet uh yeah, I can't say and that. a promoter uh because you've already <laughs> teased and promoted your next uh spot on this very podcast listen the, the door is is always open uh so thank you for spending some time and, and really and truly thank you for everything uh you do for for the league um for for our people and for the sport um it's it's a it's a blessing to be able to watch you it's it's a blessing more than we deserve (laughs) yeah
0: yes 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 man thank you guys for having me man like mission is accomplished I, i i secured already an invite to come back so um i'm excited man i'm excited so thank you guys for having me once again
1: and thanks again to Enoch Mwamba for joining us. And I guess I should proactively thank him for his future um, uh, appearances on the podcast. All appearances that he does on any media platform are always super insightful and quite frankly funny. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. If you want more content from Enoch, there's many places you can find it. EnochMwamba.com. That is H-E-N-O-C. M-U-A-M-B-A dot com is where you can find his backstory, which is a great one. There's also a, a CFL profile of him on CFL.ca if you want more of his backstory. And if you want his current content, whether it's the podcast or some of his philanthropic work that we talked about, there's a couple ways you can find him on Twitter, just that, at Enoch Mwamba. On Instagram, it's at H-E underscore who knocks. That's at he underscore who knocks so thank you again again whenever he knocks uh i I will answer because i I love talking to the guy uh and and i just love having those types of conversations which is why i'm really really grateful for this platform because we had a bunch of really good ones if you enjoyed that you might want to scroll through wherever you are listening to your podcast to take a listen or re-listen to some of the ones we've had most recently. uh, Our last one was with Brian Shue, the great, speaking of Alouettes, you know, former offensive lineman and coach there in Montreal. It was about seeking change in terms of the anti-Asian hate and quite frankly, violence that we've seen in Canada and beyond. We also talked to Dave Dickinson about the combine in the draft and how he evaluates players and looks to assimilate them on a roster that's competing for a championship year in, year out. Before that, we decided we're going to celebrate the women of the cfl so my wife kate mckenna was along to help me as we talked to sarah alesky and others about the plight and the prosperity of women within the game of football as we continue to hopefully make the space of football in canada one that is full of equality for all and before that one that we're still hearing people talk about so thank you so much to James Duthie, Dave Randorth, and Rod Smith as we use the podcast to celebrate the life of Chris Schultz. So again, if you want any of that content, subscribe, listen, favorite, and hopefully if you like what you heard, share and rate uh, this podcast because we do it for you. And we do it with people that we think are pretty cool. Thanks for listening.
0: The Waggle. The official podcast of the Canadian Football League.